AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, man. Bullet Cab Podcast special guest, the guy G. Perico is in here, man. Welcome. What's happening, man? We've been trying to do this for a while, man. I'm glad to... Finally get you up here, bro. Yeah, man. It was a rough morning. My fucking car got towed, and yeah, we're here. I know, my fucking my other car wouldn't start this. I was gonna drive my low key. I was gonna say if it wouldn't start, but was it old school? Nah, it's it's, it's a 2020. Oh, okay, okay. I hadn't drove it in like eight months, and then I drove it the other day, and I had to get it jump, and then this morning it didn't start again. I'm like, fuck. Well, look, you're here, man. Uh, welcome. And uh, first of all, you've had an interesting journey in this music shit, right? So like. Originally, I remember, you know, when you were starting to buzz, you tapped in with Fuzz over at Priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Priority thing didn't work out at all. Priority, I'm not saying it didn't work out for you. Priority build day shit, it like went left. Right. But it helped me a lot. Though. Right, right, right. Like they did good with you, but I just think like obviously Priority didn't last. Yeah, Priority didn't. That shit was around for like maybe a year. Right, right, right. Then you end up with Rock Nation. Yeah. Um. Which was, you know, I feel like Rock Nation is an interesting company because it's so great at so many things, but I'm not sure the label side fits LA artist. Right, right. How how was your experience? Because it was about two years you were there. Yeah, two years. Yeah. How was the two years over over there? I mean, the way I look at it, like you know, outside of the label because the label was it was musical chairs. Like they was trying to figure it they out. They got they went through so many employees. Yeah. I remember every like it felt like every nine months there was like everyone in Rock Nation I mean, got fired and they hired that, a bunch. It was uh, it was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, sooner than that, I went through a few different project managers and so they was trying to figure that out. But like my whole thing, like I learned so much being able to be over there because I get to I get to talk to sit in the office with Jay Brown and mm. I get to sit with Emery like day like every day with Emery though right. calls every morning. I just talked to him this morning. Um, and that's like, that's a billion dollar circle. How often do you get to hang around a billion dollar circle? So I'm like a fly on the wall soaking up game. And um, like that part of the situation was, was priceless. Amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, you know, I don't, it was great for me. For you um, getting off Rock Nation and deciding to go with Empire, going the independent route, um, what was the deciding point for you and, and, were you like, did you ask to get off the label? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, so, I mean, naturally, I'm an independent dude. You know what I'm saying? That's how I you got here. I don't like, like, having to basically ask for permission to do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, this is this is art, and it's no specific way that you do shit. When you get with a label, you're stuck in this, in this box 
uh, I call it the chain of command that you got to go through this, and then they got to understand your idea, and then you got to go through it's this. It's a lot. It's it's too much. You know what I'm saying? So I never really wanted to sign a record deal in the first place. Mm. You know what I mean? So you know, as time went on, it was just you know time for me to jet. I asked to go, and they real true players. You know what I'm saying? They let me go. Like I was out. I, I requested to go, and I was out in a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like the type of shit you make, bro, is like it's like in, you being independent makes the most sense. Exactly. You stacking up your catalog, you just kind of keep building on what you have, that yeah. core following that you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. How is it, how has the, the like you know the last? I feel like well, well, it's been about what nine months since you've been on Empire. Uh, a year. Yeah, about nine, about nine months, nine months. Yeah. Yeah. So how has that What's been? This? Uh, October, 10 months. It's crazy as October. 10 months. So we going on 10 months, yeah. How's it been, man? Because, like, obviously, I feel like the music output has been high. and Man, awesome, bro. Like, I could see everything. And, you know, the thing with Empire that's dope, like, they get you the rope. You know what mm. I'm saying? You can either hang yourself with it or climb up it. You know what I mean? That's some real and, shit. And it's like, you know, when you sign with a major label, right, it go like this. You get your, what I should have did when I signed with the major, I should have took my advance instead of going to do my shit and show, you know, I love cars and shit. Instead of doing that, I should have spent all that money on the music and shit myself and just got the money back from them later. You know yeah, what I'm because you had to use that budget and then yeah. that budget, you got to pay that back right. on so, top of the advance. And So yeah. I should have just took the advance and jump started myself, but- See, that's the thing between indies and majors. Well, Empire, I don't know all indies, but like Empire, and then I had a situation with Priority. That's the thing. Like when you sign with a major, they give you your advance, but you got to have some shit going or you got to have the entire office convinced for your budget to even open up. You know what I'm saying? So you got to jump through loops and do a gang of shit to even get going in the first place. Even after you sign, after you did all the work and sign. For them to approve video budgets and all of this shit, it gotta it. make sense. It's so much shit, so much fucking red tape that you gotta cut through. Now with Empire, whatever you fucking sign, whatever your budget is, is right there. You could go get straight to it immediately. You ain't gotta waste no time. Now if you fuck it off, that's on that's you. on you. Now if you do your thing, then I mean naturally, if you're a businessman, you're gonna do your thing. So I mean that's the that's the great part about Empire. Like they just let you go. Well, speak to that, like because I do think a lot of mistakes that get made is what you just said, right? You got an advance from a major, and maybe you didn't spend it in the smartest way. And I went splurging. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize, like you know, you get that advance, and your music has to make that much money back. Times whatever your terms are. Otherwise, the conversations uh, get dry. And well, also other, change. also otherwise, you're um, you're not going to see any money off your music. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like that's your big nut, and you got to kind of make that shit stretch. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So, what was like, like if, if you're if if you're you know young independent artist watching this, what would be some advice you'd give them as far as you know taking the advance? Or, I mean, I would say like with the advance, invest it like straight back in yourself, pay some bills. And invest it straight back into the business Because at the end of the day If the music not going And you ain't got nothing cracking In the people's face And marketing and going Like what that advance mean Like you got a chain and some money and some, you know, it, it means zero You know what I'm saying So I would say Like from my personal experience I didn't do it I wish I would have did it Like with that specific play You know what I'm saying It'd probably be a different situation right now Take the advance and invest it in yourself. Marketing and promo, um, videos, um, digital campaigns. Like, mm. spend it on that, you know what I mean? And make the label open up your budget or, you know, how much. Well, and it's also it crazy, back. too, because, like, once you're on a major label, it seems as if things get, everything gets more expensive. Everything is more like expensive. Like, you go into the studio. Like as an as an independent artist, you go to the studio. I mean, sure, you could book my studio for sixty bucks an hour with an engineer. Right, they're gonna put you at Paramount, whatever, yeah. and then you'll see the bill on your, and you're like, wait a minute, how? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like every even the video. It's like yo, like like I like I was saying, like bro, you got here doing 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 you. 
Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You got your own video, people. You got, I mean, it's your city. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think a lot of people don't realize, like, pay attention to the little details when they do something. Like, hey, man, not every studio session needs to cost Definitely. $300 an hour. Because before you know it, you'll be like, uh, they'll send you or you'll audit the books or ask how much you spent. And they'll be like, yeah, $1.5 And you'll be like, what? damn, where the fuck Where'd did I go? spend that at? Yeah. Is that how much you spent? Yeah. Uh, I spent some money. You spent some money. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming. So let me, because like, did you recoup at Rock Nation? Nah, not all the way. Did they, So they, but they were cool with just kind of saying, you know what? So it's basically like. Uh, they got your catalog that you dropped over there. Yeah, yeah, not on a few dollars. Not a lot though. But you could drop freely now without yeah. having to. Yeah, I could do whatever I want. Hey man, solid on their part. Yeah. Nah, they like that's like the thing about like Rock Nation. Like I never have anything bad to say. Like it's dope people over yeah. here. Like awesome people for sure. You know what I mean? It's just um, I feel like I just didn't have my thing all the way figured out. And you know, like me personally, when I got something figured out, I'm aggressively moving in that direction. Mm. So it was kind of like I was in limbo trying to. I was like a fish out of water in certain situations. You know what I mean? And um. But like everybody over there are great. Omar, Sherry. Like I said, Emery is my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that Emery Emery, I, I hope one day uh I could interview Emery and talk about his story because his story's Man, crazy. He's the yeah. He you think the about like story. I mean, I guess maybe just the perception of what happened, like he kind of took it on the chin for Hove. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Hove could stay out and do his thing yeah. and and then he gets out and he's running rock now. It's 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 so fired. Yeah. Shout out to Emery. Um, so you've also been like doing a lot just on the entrepreneur shit. Like you launched your, obviously you got the, the, the shirt on. Yeah, blue t-shirt. These, blue t-shirt. These are blue t-shirts becoming a staple. Yes, this is like the best shit that I fucking created, bro. I didn't expect it to do what it's been doing, but uh, man, this shit is crazy. Yeah, for people, I mean, obviously the concept is amazing. Yeah. Because, you know, for people who don't know your affiliations, they can Google them. We're not going to talk about them officially, yeah. but <laughs> it's a white shirt with red lettering, but it says this is a blue T-shirt. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, um, when I when I started it, I was sitting in the back of uh, one of my shops and shit. And I'm like, man, I want to start something new because the last shit that I had was the way I branded it. It was so limited to my hood at this point. It's mm. That shit is just a click in my hood at this point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, what can I do universal to, you know, really get the bag and really get through to people without having to explain a long shit on what this is and right, why right, you right, should right. fuck. Like, this is self-explanatory. Like, however you take it. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's perception. But, uh, like, you know, so many people uh fuck with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, old white guys. um, Young kids, like old ladies, young, everybody like, you know, uh, gravitates to the to the blue T-shirt shit. And when I dropped it, it went so crazy. Like, I never had sales like that on anything. You know what I'm saying? That shit was crazy. No, it's 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 dope because, I mean, you've got the tattoos, which is fire. Yeah, the, um, true blue. I just think it's simple. It's buy. simple and it's like clean as fuck to wear. And like you right. said, like, you know, if someone gets a so way out. Sweater. That's a lot to explain. You're from Broadway. Yeah, you know where. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is just something where it's like there's probably kids in Oklahoma rocking that shirt right now or exactly. some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, it's definitely yeah. We got a we got a nice little audience out there. Um, something that I feel like you've done a good job of doing in LA is working with a, a wide spectrum of artists here. And I want to say you were kind of like the class before. Um, the Ruchis and the Chikes and those guys, yeah, like yeah. you were active before them in the music game, but I kind of feel like you were a part of that initial class that was like not as divided as we've seen LA be in the past. Yeah, definitely. And with LA hip hop, there's always politics no matter what happens, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we've seen street politics equal. Artists that want to work with each other, not working with each other in the past. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, I remember talking to Q about, like, why you never work with Nipsey. And it's obvious, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like the new generation of Los Angeles artists, to a, a higher extent than I've ever seen, at least, have done a great job of either putting that stuff to the side and working together or just automatically just tapping in with each other. And obviously, there's 
always going to be some drama. You know what I'm saying? But what is it about L.A. right now that you feel like has a a real united feel to it? Um, you know, naturally, this is the gang city, the gang culture. So, like you said, it's, uh, you know, people that I run with might not get along with, you know, people that I want to work with, right. run with. But what's going on right now is, like, a lot of the artists that's up and coming not really gang affiliated to a, to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people didn't, they didn't grow up gangbanging or don't really have like the, the super gangbangers around in the mix. And it's, it's, it's just a lot more players, a lot more people about their money. You know what I'm saying? And the shit. And I think it's dope. You know what I'm saying? I, um, I actually was tripping one day when I, when I noticed what was going on, I'm like, shit, everybody working together and it's no problems. You know what I'm saying? Which is like never happened out here. Hopefully it keep going, but hopefully it keeps going. Um, it's just like, you know, um, a lot of people were able to look past it. And then a lot of people like not wrapped up in the gang shit so deep that, you know, they letting that shit hinder whatever happened. I wish I was that good. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm tied into the shit. Like, yeah. there's certain people I'm never going to work with. Like, and they might be cool or whatnot, but it's just like, just like where I come from and the shit that I believe in. It's like, you know, it, it's, or I just got to just know that a person is genuine. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. I don't want to be doing music with somebody and then later on, they cool with me, but they on some shit dissing my hood or something. Like, you know, so I think that's what stopped a lot of shit previously and, What's bringing shit together is like motherfuckers not really like. Yeah, like you'll talk like to that. like like kids and they'll be like, yo, like I really didn't grow up that way. My uncles were or, yeah. you know, I grew up in that area, but like I wasn't active. So it's a right. lot easier for me to reach across the aisle and work with, you know. Exactly. And that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of, you know, like over the years, a lot of people didn't. A lot of people from the previous time didn't grow up gangbanging. But, you know, for that image. And that certain thing in the surrounding people, like, they let that shit hinder shit. Like, you know, it's a lot of, it's, I can't really name too many artists from Los Angeles, right? Like, in the last, even in the last 10 years that actually really grew up gang banging. You know what I'm saying? Like, or in the mix. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, motherfuckers is affiliated and, you know, the image and the people around fuck shit up. You know I mean, saying? yeah, it, it doesn't hurt record sales for people to believe you're a gang member. Oh, that shit is great, especially for L.A. artists. Like, that's what this it's, shit is about. Like, it's this, the, yeah. this the land of the gangbang here in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of you know, also that's unfortunate because, you know, like you said, like, I'm sure there's a lot of artists, a lot of people who got wrapped up in some shit they never need to get wrapped up into just for... <laughs> Yeah, for just for the cloud yeah. or the image you know <laughs> what i'm image, saying yeah. and it's like it, you know it is what it, I, I was talking to um whack a couple of weeks ago and he was like definitively like you know i could never in good faith tell anybody to get involved in gang shit you know what i'm saying right. i've been there i i took those lumps f to be in a position where i could tell people that's not the way to go like yeah. i'm assuming you kind of feel similar uh my whole thing with the you know how i look at it is uh, because a gang is a community, first of all. Like, who did we just talk to that said gangbanging wasn't necessarily a bad, or being in a gang rather necessarily isn't a bad thing? Yeah, D Smoke just yeah, said that. It's, it's definitely not, and it doesn't start as that, right? Yeah, it's definitely not because the, the the gang is naturally the community. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And um, you know, everybody from the gang since the beginning of time is not a fucking killer. You know what I'm saying? Or even not people that commit crimes. Like, I got big homies that my whole entire life knowing them, they had jobs and they was family men. But, you know, they was a part of the community and they showed their support, which is necessary, you know what I mean, in helping, like, younger homies find their way. You know what mm. I'm saying? Now, if, if everybody from the area just decided to, man, fuck this shit, I ain't talking to nobody, I ain't dealing with... Where does that leave the people that come next? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it. So it's like a real thin line, but I definitely wouldn't tell nobody to go kill nobody or go do no shit like that or commit no crimes. I would say, like, all right, if that's where you're from, you know, represent where you're from, but you don't have to be a fucking gang banger. You could be a doctor, a lawyer, a 
fireman, a fucking cop if you want to. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I wouldn't just say, uh, like, fuck the hood like that. You know what I'm saying? I would say, like, Crips and Bloods originally started as, like, community organizations, right? Like, you know, like you said, like. I mean, you know, that's what, that's one way to look at it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, when you really think about it, like, it was, like, just a gang of young dudes, 15, 14, 16, like, doing knucklehead shit in the community. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, it didn't start off as some killing shit. Like, we killing each other, but, you know, it was definitely, like, always at odds with some type of shit. That's how Crip really started. You know what I mean? Like, it get deep. I don't even want to go into that. But Hey, yeah. for, so let me ask you this. Because this is something I had to learn. Head had to teach me this when I, I first moved to L.A. Um, not you, what what hats are okay to wear anywhere in L.A.? I know there's only a few. <laughs> L.A. hat? Black L.A. A, hat? A black L.A. <laughs> head's always like, black L.A. hat. That's the only one. But, you know, like. A I'm, black L.A. hat? That's really it. The, the Diamondbacks. Like that right there. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. TB. Uh, Santana Block. You know what I mean? 20 bloods. You know what I mean? Shit. Yeah. Are the Arizona Diamondbacks Look, safe? A's, uh, Avalon, <laughs> Anthos Park, uh, you know. <laughs> a black LA hat is the safe safe bet. Yeah, black LA hat is probably as neutral as it get. You know what I mean? At least if you're going to, in the Valley, if I haven't had any issues in the Valley. Oh yeah, the valley. Hey, you know what's dope about the valley? So when I got out of I got out of prison and shit in 2014, 20 the end of 2013. Mm-hmm. Um I was living in a studio on 108th and Broadway. Mm-hmm. And um somebody had got a hold of my social and shit while I was in jail and fucked my, my oh, they credit. Was up. Running your shit so up. nobody would rent me no apartment. Like my credit was fucked up. So I finally got a spot a day before a day before my homie just got out the feds like mm-hmm. a day before they took how many homies was it seventy two homies to the feds wow so the day before I got an apartment in the valley in Sherman Oaks and shit and the, basically the valley is like what kept me out of trouble and in the mix and helped me transition into the music and the business because had I stayed in L A I probably would have. Like just been in trouble. Like. Yeah, people don't like everyone comes. You know, and it's crazy too because like, you know, I was just talking to D Smoke about this. We we're talking about how like a lot of people come to L.A. and they think it's the place where you come get your packs, you come fucking hit Melrose, and then <laughs> you end up getting robbed, right? Right. Or it's you, tricky. It looked cute. It, it looked beautiful bro, out here. It, yeah. But it's like everyone does the same shit. They come to L.A. They rent a fucking some nice ass car. Yeah. They go to cookies. Yeah. And then they try Videos. to, yeah, I'm out here. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, and it's like, and then on the other end, there's people who move. Everyone moves to the valley. For I feel sure. like everyone is either in North Hollywood, Sherman, like, like for sure they're over yeah. here. But yeah, this the valley where it's at. This is not L.A. though. Right? No, it's not. People don't realize that. Like, and and I think that's like, like you could be comfortable wearing wearing a lot of shit in the valley. I'm not saying yeah. that, that. You know, there's some areas over here, shit in North Hollywood that are sketch. You know, yeah, what I'm they saying? got some gangster spots. You know, Pacoima, obviously, um, Van Nuys, but I feel like a lot of people don't realize, like, the level of comfort to just walk freely wearing certain shit is not the same over on this side of the mountain right. as it nah, is it's, this in is actual like, L.A. This is, like, not, this is the free world right here, basically. The Valley, like, it was like, when I got over here, bro, it was like a culture shock. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always stayed, like, on the outskirts of the city, but my whole life always been, you know, something centered in the hood, spots, uh, whatever's going on, whatever we doing, like. So when I came here, it was like, damn, this shit is smooth. You know what I mean? I had the time to, like, really just figure myself out and figure my thing out. But, you know, L.A., for motherfuckers that don't know, like, L.A. is basically when you cross, I ain't even going to say Olympic, Pico, South of Pico, that's L.A. You know what I mean? That's where, like, north of Pico, like, that's not really, nah, that's, like, it's nice. Melrose don't even count as L.A. That's, like, it's West Hollywood. At, at the moment, are you still living in L.A. or are you in the Valley now? Uh, well, I got spots in both. Okay. I, I got a spot in the Valley and a spot in L.A. I was going to say, like. Well, not in L.A., L.A. I got a spot in fucking West Hollywood. Right, 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 right. Yeah. West Hollywood's hot right now. Yeah. 
Everybody getting robbed over there. <laughs> you see the video of the guy. Hey, you I see the video of the guy in the Lamelo ball jersey, yeah. and they try to run up on him, and he was and he served him. Oh, yeah. I was like, yo, bro, it's it's wild because I feel like um like that 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 influx of money, that influx of cash in the ghetto. Like it was like I wasn't around when crack came out, but mm-hmm. I heard stories. I'm thinking maybe this was similar. Like everybody had a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, eighty thousand. Everyone was hitting legs. And everybody. Discovered Melrose, and now the money is gone. It's like, all right, we over here His snatching shit. Yeah, you know, it's crazy during the pandemic. Like you said, like that EDD money was that PPP shit was booming. That shit was awesome, man. I hear a lot of people talking shit and talking down on people that did it, and but it's like, bro, if a nigga was broke, you'd be talking down on them too. Yeah. Oh, you broke ass niggas. Ooh, I'm happy EDD. I'll be hearing niggas saying bitch ass shit like that. But it's like, bro, like. What is motherfuckers to do? He ain't selling crack to your mama. I can't wait to see like in like 10, 15, 20 years, like the documentary about the PPP EDD shit. It's going to be crazy. It's like an era. Like everyone was riding crazy. Everyone got ice. Right. There's people like I know for a fact were like dead ass broke. And then like 90 days. I'm like, what the fuck? You're driving a fucking Bentley? What happened? (laughs) Like, no. Possibly. Nah, it, it was, was pretty easy, like man. Everything was. You got to think about it. The world was froze. Like I'm people not, not going to work te- or anything. I was they tempted gotta- to. You know, I had friends who were like, "Bro, you got an LLC." Yo, I'm telling you, hey, look, you could get like a hundred k. And I'm like, but I don't. But I don't, I'm good, dog. Right, look, look. <laughs> like, so look, that's crazy. You say that. I got like four LLCs, right? right. Well, I got a little more than that now, but. At the time, I had four LLCs, and um, like I signed up for one, right, and got approved for ninety G. I didn't even take it though. I'm like, man, I don't even really need that shit. And then I read the stipulations. All my shit legit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm not about to be checking in to nobody for no fucking ninety Gs. Like, fuck yeah, that it was shit. tempting though. I wanted to, but because I that. just I opened it this, I just opened the studio in February of 2020, and then the pandemic hit. I mean, our shit was booming because all the studios closed. At least the major studios closed. Yeah. But we never closed. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I just opened this shit. I invested a lot of my own money in this place. We're going. We don't have a storefront. People don't. Music not stopping. Yeah. So we thrived in the pandemic, but I was, it was definitely, um, when there's that much money and it's that easy to get, it's hard to say no to, which is why I understand why a lot of people did it. But like he said, I think, I mean, a lot of people going to jail now. Right. A lot of people going to gym, man. Right. And then I thought about it too. Like, all right, I do one of these. Like, I'm. Fuck that, bro. Like, yeah, no, nah, you were smart, like, man. I don't want to fucking another car note. I already got like four of them motherfuckers. That's basically what that would have been. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, yo, just get a new whip. Yeah. You say you you have a car's like your weakness. What, 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 what is like your prized possession vehicle that you have? Um, Right now, probably the vet, the C8. Is it is that the new one? Yeah, it's the same one Freddie Gibbs probably has. Then yeah, yeah, he yeah, got yeah. an orange one. He's got, got the orange one. one yeah. yeah, yours is blue, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that thing is like a the new Corvette because like a Corvette went from like being like you could get like a fire one for like seventy five thousand, yeah. and the new joints are like north of a hundred, and they're, yeah, it's it's marked up. They're fire though. Yeah, it's like you're driving a fucking Lambo. It feels yeah. like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a fun car, but I um. I'm already thinking about a, a couple other vehicles that I want in the in the um next few months. I'm I'm like holding back from I be spending too much money, man. I mean, cars are not the most wise investment. Yeah, yeah. So I'm holding back, but I I, I want to get a. Uh, I've been thinking about getting a Maybach, the new Maybach. Oh yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, the 21 Maybach and like an M8. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you're crazy. And then be my next. You just then be my two vehicles. I fuck around. Just in. go buy a house in Santa Clarita and rent it out to someone. That's much better place to put your money. <laughs> right. So that's that's what I said. I said I gotta at least get like this in 2022. I gotta get at least like two properties before I do any like income property though. Yeah. Like a warehouse. I need a compound because yeah. I rent all these houses and record in. I need to get a compound and. Bro, Probably get a, a studio. A get a. You should just get one spot where you have your studio. You buy your, all your machinery to make your own shit. Exactly. Cut out the middleman, yeah. man. And then, yeah. and then, 
once you make all that money back, then go, go get the yeah, Maybach. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a Maybach, man. That's just a... I feel like I do. I know you do, but you don't, oh. bro. <laughs> I be having this conversation with my wife all the time. I'm like, listen, our cars are paid off. We're good. Like, if that's what these bitches stops working. <laughs> We're good. Right, right, right. right. The only car I'm going to fuck off is uh, the Tesla truck, the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck look crazy. That will be the stupid purchase I make. That Cybertruck is crazy, but like, bro, it's about 30 cars I want, bro. I got a problem. Yeah, sounds like it. So I need to to drop a few more projects and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was going to (laughs) say, like, um, when you drop music now, like, is the... First of all, have you noticed like a difference in the the like the money you make versus being independent versus you know? Because how many projects did you drop on Rock Nation? Was it two? Uh, two, yeah. And then you just dropped something, this and I had about fucking. I record so much, bro. I made Were you able to keep those songs? Projects. I mean, I I I got them, but. They sound like from that time. You know what nah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So it's like. You know what, though? That's something that artists do a lot is that they'll have songs that are old to them, but are still fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah, I probably need somebody to come through and listen to that shit like this. this yeah. This, that, that shit happens know? all the time. Like, I like I like hear it. Like, I remember Ty Dolla Sign played me his album like two years ago. And it was like the greatest shit I ever fucking heard. And he didn't put it out for like a year and a half. And then it came out and it was still good because he's Ty. But I was, was like, swapped out. I hit him. I was like, bro, what happened to that? Like the album you played me would have won you a Grammy. Huh. <laughs> like, yeah. I oh, mean, that shit, man. I'm like, bro, that when it, it'd be like that. Once you when you in there listening to it so much for sure, critiquing shit and, you know, it get like that. Shit, your own shit gets played out to you before the world even hears it. For sure. Yeah, for sure. You record a lot now. Like, are you often? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I keep so I keep a studio, some speakers and interface everywhere I'm at. At my house, at the studio house, right. uh anywhere I got a studio on Oceanside and shit. Hey, what up, man? We gotta interrupt the interview real quick to tell you about our family at Odd Socks. Now, when I be riding for Odd Socks so hard, man, it's because I really love the product. They got the most comfortable socks in the fucking world. I got a pair of Odd Socks basics on right now. Go get those. They got the socks. WWE joints, you know what I'm saying? Shout to The Undertaker, Pepsi, motherfucking, really whatever you need. Some weed socks, Nickelodeon. But really, they got the draws now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm holding a, a pair of Tapatio underwear right now. You want some Pop-Tarts on your dick? Pop-Tart draws. And these motherfuckers are so comfortable. Like, man. So listen, you got to go to oddsocksofficial.com. And use the uh, promo code, the discount code BOOTLEGKEV at oddsocksofficial.com. You'll save 20% off underwear, the most comfortable socks in the world, crazy licenses. Not only they got the WWE, they got the Scarface, they got the Street Fighter, they got the Nickelodeon, they got it all. So make sure you hit that website, oddsocksofficial.com. Save 20% off with the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. All right? Go do that. Shout out to Odd Socks. Let's get back to the interview. Um, Oceanside? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oceanside's fire. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what, what brought you over there? Uh, somebody I do business with. Mm. Yeah, one of my business partners. It's a vibe over there. Yeah. yeah. Oceanside is a. Uh, it's like I've only I've only gotten in and out burger there, but my sister wants to in and out. Soon as you pull up in that, welcome to Oceanside. Then it's in and out. Yeah. yeah. That's just like uh, where I stop and get food on my way to go DJ at Flux in San Diego. It's like it's a dope little beach city. I heard it used to be slummy and shit. Now it's nice. You know what I mean? But military city. Yeah. So the company, the company that I'm with, that I um partners in, Urban Water, we basically got water in all the hotels and it's uh, a water company. Oceanside. Yeah. Wow, that's big. I gotta get you some water and shit. Please. Some cases come through. Not not essential. Yeah, we got we got much better water than that right there. It's called Urban Water Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the U dub? What like what's the Everyone has a, like, what's special about your water? The pH levels? the uh, Or is it just good water? I mean, I don't it's know. It's like awesome There's water, water snobs. So bro. we got spring water, alkaline water, uh, CBD water. Well, the CBD water is, like, just for us, basically. Yo, um, there's some uh, fucking THC water that I saw at the dispensary. And I was like, who the fuck is stupid enough to drink a fucking... <laughs> high as shit. Bro, because you, you, can't, you can't get rid of that high. Right. When yeah, you eat an edible or you drink bro. it... 
Let me tell you a story about an edible, bro, to save my life. Like, if I didn't eat this edible, bro, we wouldn't be sitting here having this interview. It wouldn't be no G Perico, nothing. So, uh, I could talk about it. This is fucking 12 years okay. ago, right? So, we was uh, about to go hit a lick, basically. Okay. And I'm not a robber or a jacker or any of that shit. I'm like a hustler, player, pimp, you right, know what I'm right, saying, right. gangster, like... That's my thing. You know what I'm saying? I know how to hustle it up. But uh, so I was already out of my lane. You know what I mean? But at the time, like, I was down. You know what I mean? Just took a loss and shit. So uh, we go scope the shit out and shit. And it's like a dispensary before they was popping up everywhere. So every dispensary that was around that time was booming. So we go in, check it out. And um, dude, give me a fucking... uh, a peanut butter like oatmeal type cookie. That's an edible though, right? And um, we hadn't stopped and got nothing to eat. We just been on one all day, so I'm hungry as fuck. I knocked the cookie back. It was whole good, thing, the right? whole cookie. Knocked the whole cookie back, right? By the time we get back to the hood, I'm tweaking. I can't sit still. I'm like, I'm thinking too much. I'm looking at everybody. My mouth white and shit. I'm like, fuck. I'm tripping, right? So I tried to lay down. We finally got food. I couldn't even eat. Niggas like, gee, you tri- you acting weird, bro. I'm like, I know. This fucking edible. So long story short, they leave out the dough, go to hit the lick. I ain't seen them niggas since then. Oh, and shit. And this was about 12 years ago. I ain't seen them niggas since. I ain't heard from them or nothing. Wow. You know what I mean? So the who, edible who saved me. Who knows what happened? Yeah. And who edible, knows what happened to you? The edible saved me, man. Damn. Straight up. Yep. Uh, I had a time where I had an edible that I was only supposed to have like an eighth of, but I did the same thing. Yeah. It was so fire. And I ate the whole fucking edible. And I was tweaking. Bro, I was hallucinating. I was, uh, I, I was, uh, it was, it was like, I was like going to a concert and I was supposed to interview both the artists at the concert. <laughs> so I eat the edible and, um, the first, uh, it was a Yellow Wolf and Ritz concert. So Ritz is one of my close homies. And um, so I eat the edible. I don't feel nothing, right? So I'm on the bus. I do the interview, whatever. I'm like, man, I ate edible. I don't feel shit, bro. I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? She's like, cool, I'm about to go on stage. So we go out, we go into the show. And as soon as this fool goes on stage. Kicked in. Bro, like, Heavy. I couldn't move my legs, bro. My legs felt like I'm like with my boy. And I'm like, bro, I can't walk. My legs feel like they're planted into the ground. <laughs> and then every everyone in the in the concert i could hear everyone's conversation like i could like it's probably a thousand people at this show i could look across the sh- the room and like hone in on someone having a conversation at the bar in the middle of a concert happening and hear exactly what the fuck they're saying oh, like i had superpowers type bro. Shit, huh? yo <laughs> then i look up on stage ritz is performing and next to him there's uh, animated Garfield the cat like a statue with uh, slot machine eyes going through like with dollar signs in yeah. his eyes and I bro I start freaking the fuck out and then like everything that could have happened that made my life like like if I like if you were tripping all the weird shit that could have actually happened in front of you that yeah. night actually happened like some Native American dude like walked up on me started freaking out like asking me for my photo and started telling me like about his tribe and shit <laughs> And this dude was like native, like fucking had all kinds of fucking shit on his head. And I was like, I didn't think he was real. So I was telling my boy, I'm like, do you see this in front of the guy? I'm like, do you see this motherfucker right in front of me? The guy's like, I, hello, I'm right here. And I'm like, are you real? (laughs) Bro, it was, I was puking. It was never again. Yeah, that was, um. The last time I I did it, I've done edibles in like very small doses, but like that night, and then there was a night me and Freddie did, uh, we were in Texas and I did shrooms and an edible and he did shrooms. And I thought, I thought they were, I thought. Shrooms is the shit though. No, 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 for sure. Uh, Yeah, I got some shrooms for if you need them. But, uh, but no, I did a, I did shrooms and an edible. We were, uh. Joe, uh, Freddie Gibbs went out there to do Joe Rogan in Austin. So I went with him and um, we went to a comedy show. And I was like, you know what? Joe Rogan's coming. I started doing shrooms because of Joe Rogan. I was like, Fred, let's eat some fucking shrooms. So we fucking each take like a, we eat a lot of fucking shrooms. Yeah. But I had also eaten 
a lot of edibles. Like I was just on some fucking shit. I was out of town. I was drinking. I was eating that party up, bro. The worst. It was like the most paranoid, freaked out night of my life, bro. We're in this fucking bar on sixth. And I thought that these dudes were going to kill Fred. I was like, he, he says some shit in my ear. Like, Hey, and this all happened. Yo, watch the motherfuckers over there, man. They, Fred is a fucking wild man. Bro, and you know when Fred, when he's drunk, he's a wild man. What? He's drunk and on shrooms. And so he's like, yo, I'm going to go peep the back door of this bar. Make sure we got an exit route. And I'm like, so he's telling me that there's some dudes like eyeing, eyeing him, right? Yeah. And we're in Texas. I don't know nobody in fucking Texas. And all I could think of was, fuck, we're going to die like Pop Smoke died. We're going to die like Pop Smoke died. And I'm going to be with this motherfucker. And I might die too. <laughs> Bro, I'm like losing my fucking mind. And I'm like, Brian, Brian Moses, who's our homie, is a comedian. I'm like, bro, did he just tell me to look out? And this guy's not doing shit. I'm supposed to be like his must. I'm like, it's me and him and a girl. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'll, it's on me to like, I'm fucking tripping balls. How am I supposed to help in this? If, if we get into some shit, I, yeah. I'm in no use here. <laughs> it was it was a terrible night. But yeah, edibles for me after that night. I'm, I'm good. Shrooms Same are amazing. All the edibles. Shrooms is the shit. You, you fuck with shrooms? Yeah. Well, gotcha. I took too many shrooms one day, though. I took too many shrooms. I'm in the shower, right? And I said, I'm going to stop taking them, bro. Because I see how people get spacey off of that shit. Yeah. Right? I'm in the shower, and I got the face towel in my hand. And I looked down at it, and I was like, man, people treat me just like this face towel. You know what I'm saying? Just use me and throw me on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, wait, hold up, bro. I'm fucking tripping. Yeah, nah, you know, shrooms, uh, they change. I mean, people lie. If you, if you do that, have you heard of doing a hero's dose? A hero's dose? How much is that? It's supposed to be at least an eighth, but I think it's two eighths. Uh, yeah, I've done hero dose, yeah. If that's what that is, an eighth, yeah. I think it's two eighths. That's a lot. And I, it's supposed to be like, um, like the changing your life amount of shrooms. Yeah. Like you do it and you just like work through all the problems in your life yeah. like it's yeah it make you like it kind of make you a little too calm sometimes for me like i don't like being that calm mm. like i what I got like, you into like do, my what got edge. you into doing shrooms because most rappers are very uh they think it's like meth like if i bring so, up like hey you do shrooms a lot of rappers be like what the fuck is wrong with you bro <laughs> i'm like bro it's not i didn't ask if you smoke crack so i walked in the, uh i walked in the studio one night well i had been seeing it around and shit i walk in the studio one night with my partners and shit. Big, they big dudes too. And um, everybody in there got sunglasses on and shit, right? And I'm like, damn, what's going on in this motherfucker, right? And I'm used to being around, like I grew up on the east side. Right. Like, I'm used to motherfuckers being on coke, all the whole shit. So I'm like, damn, maybe everybody up in here on blow or something, right? And um, like somebody said something and everybody just started laughing and then it just turned in. It was like super quiet. I guess people was quiet because I walked in and I'm mm. like the sober guy. You're not you on their level. Yeah. yeah. And then they said something. Everybody started laughing and they like, yeah, we on shrooms. Woo, woo. So I took a little piece and I didn't feel I was scared, though. Took like a super small piece. Didn't mm. feel anything. So like as months progressed and shit, like I'd be taking more and more. And then that last time I took so much, like I was fucking tripping. It was awesome, though, but. I don't think I could be that cool. Have you uh, heard of DMT? Nah. So DMT is like, that's the closest thing to looking like smoking crack. But it's, so DMT is, it's a molecule that your brain produces when you're born and when you're dead. So when you die, DMT gets released. When, you, when you're born, it gets released. So there's a frog that sweats DMT that's based in the uh, in Arizona in the desert, right? Right. So they take it off a frog. So, and then they actually, they, they obviously uh, in uh, the Amazon, the frog's there as well. Um, but you smoke DMT. You have to freebase it though. So you literally, ha you literally have to smoke it from. I'm out. You ha literally have to smoke it from a crack pipe. You just, you know, obviously there's no crack. But it is... Like uh, you smoke DMT, you hit the you hit the pipe, and then you're just you're just gone for 15 minutes in another planet. Yeah, I'm good. And people say that like it expands your mind to like realize like how 
small in the world you are. Like it opens like a portal to like, it's I, yeah, I, fuck I, that because it's like once you certain people get too smart and then they just like here like it's they purpose in life and things that they need to do just like I feel like. I like mean, if you've done a lot of shrooms, you might be down for DMT, though. Yeah, in the right uh, in the right setting. I'm kind of like not like super heavy on shrooms. Like I didn't try them a couple times. Did a lot one time and was like, yeah, I'm kind of cool. But like, I don't, uh, bro. I feel like that shit just. I like grew up around drug addicts. I'm from the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? Shrooms are addictive. Everybody though. is a fucking addict to something. Alcohol, for crack, sure, for sure, for coke. Sure. Uh, Weed is like Weed is nothing That yeah. shit don't do I feel nothing. like weed and shrooms Are the same As far yeah. as like So it's like Bro Certain drugs That take you somewhere And open your mind up And bring you somewhere I feel like it kind of like Steals It's still your passion For whatever you're trying to do Like you just fine With existing However That's just me From the outside Maybe. Looking in At certain people That I know like mm. that just found that special place in the world, like and just happy and cool and fuck that. Like I still need my I motivation. Up, yeah, yeah, I'm tripping like fuck this. We gotta get this done and you know what I mean? I need that. Um talk about your relationship with Greedo, because you obviously, you know, I know three Greedo's got twelve thousand songs that no one's heard yet. Free my boy Greedo. So me and Greedo got a whole project together. Right. So when Greedo was uh Cause you know Greedo been out for a long time. Yeah, Greedy, he's been doing like, his thing for a long time. He's been out for a long time, but when he started blowing up as uh, Greedo, and like motherfuckers was owning, you know what I mean? Uh, I remember he was talking that shit. Yeah, I just did twelve songs today. Ooh, I did twenty songs today. So I'm like, the next time we get in the studio, like I'm competitive. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how the G Worthy project came about. But we we'll talk about that, but. Like, when we get in the studio, I'm like, man, this motherfucker not about to run circles around me in here. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So every time a beat came on, I'm trying to rush in the booth because he just, he hear the beat and he just casually walks in the booth and comes out in five minutes with old. the shit done. You know wow. what I'm saying? So when, the, when, the, when everything come on, I'm trying to, I'm rushing in there. You know what I mean? And we, uh, at the end of the night, we ended up with a project. One of the songs came out on uh, uh, First. Mm. Uh, good job, First. Yeah. FKI First. Shout out to the he dropped, first. He dropped one of the songs that we did that night. And um, and we still probably got about like 15 songs in my computer and shit. Um, probably dropped some more of that shit. But that's yeah. basically what that so was. So his creative process is, have you ever seen anyone record that fast? Because, I, I mean, from what? Nah. TK and it's tight? No. TK was telling me like the amount of songs he has, um, it's insane. Yeah, like it, it's almost like you don't believe it until you see like, damn, I like this guy drops music yeah, like he's, he's a still fucking out. Fucking machine. I think he just learned how to just have a conversation, not like he just learned how to be like one with the music. If that makes sense, like because like he, bro, he's. I know for sure he's not thinking hard about nothing. The beat come on. He talking shit, yeah, woo, 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 walk in, and then walk back out. Like, you know what I'm saying? The only time I seen him, like, like pressure, and that ain't even pressure, was, like, when he pressing the engineer. Like, get my shit sounding right, woo, woo, woo. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? But outside of that, he, like, that nigga's, like, water. Like, he just. When are you, uh, the joint project that you're sitting on, is there any sort of idea when that's going to? Um, we've been talking about it and Cause shit. he's on your Your album what A couple times right Yeah he on there Um, He called me one day And shit And um And he like Man put out some of that shit And I thought about it So I took a, uh, Jay Nari actually took a piece From um One of the joints And uh Mixed it in The Too Sexy And um And uh We just had a conversation And shit We was talking I'm like I'm gonna record it You know what I'm saying And we just talking shit and I chop pieces from the conversation and put them inserts on certain songs and shit. You know I mean? How's he doing? Uh, you know, how's his spirit, bro? He fucking he better than me. Put it like that. Wow. He's not stressing. He popping that shit. He talking like he out on the streets. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I know when he get out, he not gonna have a problem getting straight back into it. Like that. He like a special one of a kind type motherfucker. Like I ain't never seen nobody like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought one of the doper moments that I saw 
kind of the original versus was him and RJ, and nobody got hurt at the Novo. Yeah, that was fire. That was fire. That was super fire. And he woke my game up about a lot of shit, too. Like, like what? You know, just basically, like, uh, just me being, like, back to, like, being a fucking gangbanger from the streets. Like, sometimes the... Uh, the mentality of that a carry over into this, but this ain't that, and that ain't this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm. being able to uh, differentiate blah, 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 the two, you know what I'm saying, is is real difficult. That's why you don't see a lot of artists like myself or with the background like myself cracking or on the scene. Mm. It's because... They let the other shit bleed into this shit, and they're separate. It's too fucking real. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it took a while for me to understand that... Bro, this is entertainment. All these niggas doing this shit. These niggas cripping extra hard and blooding extra hard. It's a costume. It's for the, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, like, and me coming from the real life and, like, shedding blood for this shit, sweat, tears, years of my life, you know what I'm saying? Actually putting in work for this shit and, like, living it. It's like, you know, that part of me is hard to turn that part of me off and accept. They're separate. Yeah, except the entertainment aspect of it, like motherfuckers acting super hard and like they this and that, you know what I'm saying? So that's why a lot of uh, like real ones not in the mix, you know what I'm saying? So I've just been learning how to accept it, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know. That was probably hard, like, because, you very know, difficult. you get into the hip hop world and like you said, there's a lot of perceived gangsters involved. Yeah. But it's separate. Right. It's like, look, there's the entertainment industry, and, and then there's the other shit. And it's hard to mix the both and make it because, I mean, really, you're more of a target when you become a public figure. You know what yeah, I mean? for sure. You're more of like, you know, I mean, shit, all the Rico shit that's happening, all the fucking. Bro, that shit is so, that shit is so fucking spooky, bro. Bro, it's like, insane. They could just snatch you up and say that you're doing some, if they feel like it, say you're doing some criminal shit like who really, what successful artist or successful businessman really has time to run a functioning street gang or a street activity? Like, now, if you got ties to this shit, you can't help that. Like, and then nine times out of ten, you're not going to turn your back on your people. So, yo, like, my presence, my presence in the street life right now with my homies and shit is just for sheer motivation and, like, Bro, we need to be doing this, this, and this. Fuck that. It's no life into the shit that's been going on for... I just told my homie the other day, bro, like, one of my young homies, like, bro, you're not... Bro, you're not going to be special or do anything different, or you're not going to be who you want to be doing the same shit that's been going on in the hood for the last 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we got homies from since 60s, 70s, that kill niggas and do the crazy shit and go to jail forever. Like, what makes you think that you're going to stand out and be special doing the same exact shit and we know the mm. outcome, bro? Yeah, you already seen this movie play out. There's you, people who did this for you to, to show you, like, yeah. You bro, already- it's decades of seeing it, though. Bro, we got hundreds of homies, maybe a thousand homies in jail with life and, like, that wish they wouldn't have did this shit. So it's like, bro, and that's why... That's why my transition into this shit, like, sometimes it's difficult, but when I look at that, it's like, all right, I could be doing this and be stuck in and out of prison. Who wants to do that? Who gives a fuck about that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, do something different. What can I bring different to the hood? So my presence is bringing that different shit and making it cool. Like, all right, let's do music. Um, let's do clothes. Do, all right, you, uh, you water. Don't, you don't <laughs> rap. Or, yeah, water. You don't yeah. rap. All right, um, you don't even want to be in the entertainment shit. Okay, it's real estate. It's other business shit. Yeah. Like, and it's fine. You still a homie. You still cool. Like, fuck what niggas talking about. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is, man. I think is a lot of it is the is is feeling like you, like you. Everyone is guilty of trying to fit in. Trying to fit in and being and, and feel like they're included. And, and I had to. I had a a difficult time with that shit when I came into this because. You know, naturally, I'm in the forefront of all the ignorant shit. Mm-hmm. And then when I transition over, now I'm missing it and I'm not there. And then it's people saying slick shit when I ain't around. Like, that shit was very difficult 
transitioning over and being able to accept it. But it's like once you get over into the transition, it's all worth it because motherfuckers going to follow success and want to be like success regardless. You know what I'm saying? Was it hard also to ignore when you hear someone saying some wild shit? Very fucking difficult, bro. Because you got a lot to lose while the motherfucker probably talking crazy and got shit to lose. Bro, very difficult. And I had to realize that like, all right, my contribution to the area like has always been one million from the jump. You know what I'm saying? Like, I keep spots for homies to go to and shit for people to go to. So nine times out of ten, somebody lending a negative opinion about me ain't even had any contribution to the area in a positive or a negative way. Mm. Like, in any type of way that makes a difference anyway. But, yeah, that shit was, like, super difficult for me to, uh, I hear all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And it, at first, it was super difficult to turn the other cheek because I'm used to the action. Like, nigga, what's happening? But, bro, I work entirely too hard. And you got a lot more to lose, man. And it's and it's not only me. Yeah, it's like a lot of people. My partner on that's working with me, and he putting in these fucking hours with me. You know what I'm saying? And other people that believe in me and might be invested, and they got families, and so it's bigger than me at this point. So. For me to go backwards and do some dickhead shit, not only like fuck letting people down, I'm I'm fucking people shit up. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, people could be anywhere. It's a big world. Like, there's so many different ways to make money. And, like, the music game is, like, worse than the fucking lotto. You'll win the lotto before you fucking be big in this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think about that, too. That's some real shit. There's so many rappers. I don't know. I, I think of Spotify, there's, like... I forget how many songs a week it uploaded. It's something. It's something ridiculous. Close to them. It's a few hundred thousand. It's a sure. lot. Yeah. And you got to think like, okay, and being able to cut through that, like to even be in the top couple hundred people or the top thousand people, like that's Fuck, fucking yeah. huge. You yeah, know what I'm that's that shit's. It's almost impossible. Right. Yeah. Um. Talk about the G worthy shit. G worthy. Oh yeah. So the G worthy. That was another night. Uh. That was crazy. So when I walked in, we walked in the studio, um, and I was like, I had like a cold. So I got NyQuil trying to like open my shit up, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And as soon as I walk in, this was the first night I met Cardo. We've been talking on the phone and shit. You know, Cardo, he up on everything new that's up and coming. Anything that's a thing, like he just got some sense on how to, like, oh yeah, that's... So he he up on everything new. So this was my first time in it, just meeting him. As soon as we walk in, jokes, bagging. Right. Feel like we've been knowing each other Forever. for years. Yeah. Bros, you know what I mean? And um, Jay Worthy had already started on a song. So the competitiveness in me woke up inside. I'm hot. Oh, this nigga. What? All right. So now it's like. We basically, in my mind, I didn't say it out loud. I don't know what he was thinking, but every time something come on, I'm trying to get on there first. That's why sometimes you hear him first. Sometimes you hear me first. That's like who, right? At that time, I was still writing my raps. Mm-hmm. And then while we doing this, Cardo, um, Polyester, Diamond Ortiz, they over there making the beats. So we did all that shit in one night. One night. And then the next, the next day, we did the album cover. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So this was like a one night process. You know what I mean? And we was just all in there, just we joking, having a good time, but just the aggressive, competitive spirit was also there. And and that shit was till this day, that's like some of my top streaming shit. That's what everybody, you know, a Cardo, lot of people yeah, love. Cardo's uh got had a great run just doing full projects with people and yeah. You know, running it up, Larry. Yeah, he just dropped something with Larry June, right? Last Friday. Yeah, Cardo was amazing, man. He just he got there's something about him, man. Yeah, Cardo. Uh, you know, I think he's underappreciated too. We talk about the best producers. Yeah, he's up Cardo there. definitely up there. He's up there for sure. Um, who are you a fan of right now in L.A. That's that you're maybe not. You know, did you just not anybody who's maybe under you, but just someone who you just can acknowledge? Like, man, I really fuck with their shit. I mean, I'm I'm really I'm enjoying the whole LA scene right now. Like, I love what uh, I love what Rumble like. Rumble's fire. Like Rumble, like Rumble, like definitely like like Draco came and changed the game. You know what I'm saying? And then I feel like uh, Rumble is taking it to like adding his twist on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And got everybody rapping like him. Like 
love what Rambo doing. I love what Draco doing. I love what uh, Rucci and Shike doing. I love what, uh, man, it's so many people, like, right now on the come up that's, that's out here fire. OGZy killing. You know what I mean? Um, I hate starting to name names because I leave, leave people someone out. out. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? Fair. But, uh. Like, I'm just, I'm really a fan of the whole city. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm for the just L.A. shit. Like, oh, I'm like a diehard L.A. nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, Draco, like, the output he has is also insane. Yeah. I don't even know how many. He got out last year. We interviewed him like a week yeah, after he got out. I don't out. even think he went out for a year yet. No, he hasn't. And he's put out six albums. It's fucking yeah. insane. It's like, yeah. Jesus, man. Guys, uh, it's, it's a lot. I hope him and uh, we're gonna have Chike and Rucci up your next. I hope they figure out their issues, you know, because yeah. I was like the first. Everybody make more money that way. Hey, for sure. Yeah. Um, what is next for you, man? Uh, I got a lot of. I got a few things up my sleeve. You know what I mean? But uh, more music, another project. So like with the everything that I'm in dropping, I ain't even really spent no money on marketing at all. So the top of the year, we just going crazy, heavy marketing. I'm opening up. I'm spending the budget. You know what I mean? It's the top of the year. So we just going to finish off the year, probably another project or two. I got some. Another collab shows. project besides the Greedo? Do you have any other any other artists you want to try to collab with? On yeah, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a few people that I'm working on and working with. You know what I mean? That's going to be dope when we, uh, when we announce it and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, next year, we, I just want to just level everything up. And then I've been shooting these short films and shit. So I got a couple short films that I'm about to drop. Oh, fire. Yeah, I want to get into the acting. I did a couple movies. Uh, I did like two movies last year. I did a movie this year. You know what I mean? Like some actual real movies. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Are you getting like, what what what, what kind of roles is, are you getting like typecasted as like the gangster so the, guy? Yeah, the, 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 uh, the first shit I did was, uh, it was typecast. Mm-hmm. And they had me being I, I kind of hated it Because it's like You got me playing The LA dude Like I'm a do, I'm like The epitome Of LA gangster Like right. you don't gotta Tell me what, what to, to say, say. Or yeah, yeah. Like, that's I know what, what to do Yeah yeah. I'm gonna give you The raw uncut shit But um, Like the last movie That I did Was uh, And I think it might Turn into a TV series So I'm gonna be A reoccurring Even character Even better Yeah um, Fucking um, Vanessa Del Rio which is like one of the first ethnic porno stars ever. Like before her it was nothing but white girls and shit. She like Afro Latina from out the seventies, like just doing like crazy porn and I'm about shit. About to do some research. So yeah, I'm in her biopic and um, Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, I'm in her biopic. It's like some pictures floating around the net. They promoting the movie where I got the Afro and the bell bottoms and shit. So that might be uh, that might that's the one that might end up being a series? Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. an interesting story. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm in there doing my thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, in bell <laughs> Yeah. I'm in there doing my thing. And, uh, and then the shit that I'm working on, like, I got a couple movies that's like typecast. And then I got some, you know, that I want to expand on. Because I really want to do this acting shit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I, we just watched uh, the D Smoke video the other day. You were in it. That was the longest video I've seen in a long time. Yeah, hey, yeah, that was fun when we we did that video too. That was good yeah, time. everybody was there. You RJ, him. I was like, I was like, this is fire. Like, yeah. this is, what, what's your like relationship? Did you have a relationship with D Smoke prior to him? Obviously, getting the notoriety from being on the show. Yeah, so D Smoke uh, actually boxed at Broadway Boxing Gym, and um, you know that's where my uh, studio was under there, and then oh. my first store was also up under there. So I met him like years before he blew up, and um. I didn't even know he was talented, like, or sung or anything. I just know he was a boxer nigga that fucked niggas up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, I remember he had a boxing match, like, one day that I had a pop-up down there and shit, and he kicked somebody's ass. You know what I mean? And then I don't know if they want us to say this yet, but me, D Smoke, and um, David Gross actually own that building now. Oh, congrats. And the, um, and the boxing gym. Uh, spoiler alert. I hope they not mad That's at fire. me. fire. Yeah, so we uh, yeah, she we, bought the building. So yeah, 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 and we um, we own uh Broadway boxing. So it came with a business. So Broadway now you and gym. D Smoke are business partners. Yep, yep. Oh, that's fire, man. Yep. And the crazy thing, um, like uh, uh we were speaking on it, like bro, like if the opportunity ever presented itself, I love to own that building. He like me too, and the, the opportunity presented itself like sixty days later. Wow. 
and we in there. You know what I mean? So uh, that building that means a lot to both of you guys. Yeah, super. Because I I changed my whole life right there in that building. Like from a hunt from the valley to 108th every day. Wow. So that's where I transitioned into. All right, out of having to do criminal shit. Like mm-hmm. all right, and now I'm creating opportunities for people in the area. You know what I mean? Congrats, so, man. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Well, look, you know. That's a that's a nice investment. That's not a uh, that's that's, yeah, that's not a Maybach. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a super dope investment. So, and that's why I say I want to give me a Maybach now. He's like, yo, I made a good one. Now let me get a bad but, one. Uh, my Maybach. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna uh, looking to grab other properties and shit. Like I gotta, I got like a nice. I think this is the first time in my life like I got a like serious future plan, and it's actually. Like beyond possible, but the numbers is so big and crazy. Like it's like I'm in a great position right now. You oh know man, congratulations! Uh, looking forward to the new music. Yeah, and uh, man, thanks for pulling up. Man, thanks for having. Boom. Me. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 